Hi, and welcome to the Red Book Handbook Podcast. I'm Cheryl Kramer Kay, and each week I'll be bringing you all kinds of advice, answers, and health news you can use. In this podcast, I'll be giving you tips on how to invest with almost no money at all. Sure, it's all well and good for financial experts to tout the wealth-building benefits of investing. But what if you don't have a hunk of cash sitting around to invest with? That's okay. You don't actually need a lot of money to become an investor. You just need to know how to get started. Let's talk about five smart ways to put whatever money you have to work for you. One of the best ways to build wealth is through a retirement account, such as a 401k, which many employers offer, or an IRA, Individual Retirement Account. A 401k allows you to invest money in the stock market with pre-tax contributions that can be automatically deducted from your paycheck. You'll incur tax penalties if you dip into these funds before you retire, however, except in special cases. You can put in as little as 1% of your salary, but most financial experts recommend that you contribute at least 10% in order to have enough money for retirement. If your employer offers to match a percentage of the money that you put into your 401k, be sure to contribute at least that amount. That match means free money. If your job doesn't offer a 401k plan, open an IRA through a brokerage such as Fidelity Investments, T. Rowe Price, or Charles Schwab. Minimum investments range from $200 to $2,000. Don't have that much? Some firms, such as TIAA-CREF, don't require a minimum initial investment at all, as long as you agree to have $50 automatically deposited into your IRA from your bank account each month. Once you've set up your retirement account, you should consider other investment options. If you don't want to take any risk whatsoever with your money, try a Certificate of Deposit, CD, or a Money Market Deposit Account. With CDs, the bank keeps your money for a set term of one month to five years. The longer the term, the more interest you earn. A one-year CD currently pays about 4.5 to 5%, compared to the 2% or less that most checking and savings account yield these days. With a money market deposit account, which pays around 3%, the bank simply limits how many withdrawals you can make, typically six per month. Many banks require a minimum deposit of $500 for either CDs or money market accounts. But if you have less than that, go to the online bank ING, that's at ingdirect.com, where you can open a one-year CD with just $1, or to CapitalOne.com, which offers a money market account with a $100 minimum initial deposit. No matter which account you open, your funds are FDIC-insured, which means that even if the bank goes under, you'll get your money back with interest. Another smart option for investing is purchasing U.S. savings bonds. When you buy bonds, you loan your money to the government for 5 to 30 years, and the government guarantees you'll be paid back with interest at the end of the term. Bond interest rates change regularly, but you're locked into the rate being offered on the day you purchase the bond, so do some comparison shopping. With just $25, you can buy EE bonds or I bonds at treasurydirect.gov. Another nice feature? The interest on bonds is exempt from state and local taxes, and you can choose to defer federal taxes until you cash them in. A good idea if you think you'll be in a lower tax bracket later. Or if you use the bonds to pay for higher education, you may not have to pay taxes on them at all. 
If you don't mind taking some risk with your money, which could potentially give you greater returns, mutual funds are a good choice. These funds consist of various stocks, real estate investments, bonds, or cash. Mutual funds are a safer investment than individual stocks because the money is spread across many different companies. So even if a particular company within the fund does poorly one year, the overall performance of the fund is unlikely to drop dramatically. For riskier mutual funds, like those invested entirely in stocks, you should plan not to touch your money for at least five years so that it has a chance to ride out the ups and downs of the market, says Mary Claire Alveen, an Atlanta-based financial planner who co-wrote The Seven Most Important Money Decisions You'll Ever Make. Most mutual funds require a minimum initial investment of $2,500, but some companies, such as T. Rowe Price, waive that minimum as long as you set up an automatic monthly deposit of $50 into your account. To avoid paying high administrative fees, always make sure to buy a fund directly from the company that manages it rather than from a third-party brokerage, which will often charge an additional commission. Ask if the fund you want is proprietary to the company if you're unsure. Beginner investors should consider index funds, which invest in the companies in a given stock index. An index is a group of companies that share similar characteristics. The Vanguard 500 Index Fund, for instance, invests in S&P 500 companies, which are large U.S. corporations. One big plus of the index funds is that because there's relatively little management involved, the management fees are very low. You pay higher fees with other types of mutual funds. Another advantage is that stock index funds are generally regarded as even safer bets than other types of stock-only funds because they invest in such a wide array of companies. When you talk about investing, people think of buying into the stock market and get overwhelmed if they haven't done it before. Buying shares of a single company may seem like a simple way to invest, but just a word of caution. Even for seasoned money managers, picking a winning stock can be very risky business. So if you're thinking of investing this way, do plenty of research on various companies' past performance and future prospects at sites like The Motley Fool at fool.com or financeyahoo.com and get your hands on all the info you can about the company itself. What does it do? How does it work? What's its reputation? Begin with companies you know, places you shop or businesses you admire, so you have some real-world understanding of the company, which will help you with research. When you're ready to make a move, consider buying into Dividend Reinvestment Plans, DRIPS, to get your feet wet. Here's how these work. For as little as $20 per month, after a startup fee of $40 per investment, you can buy stock that pays dividends, a portion of the company's profits that gets passed on to shareholders. If a single share of the stock you want costs more than what you can contribute, you're simply sold whatever percentage of the stock your money can buy. Your dividends are automatically reinvested into more stock, so your holdings can grow quickly. More than 1,000 companies, from Avon to Yahoo, offer drips. For a complete list and information on how to buy them, check out directinvesting.com. Once you get the hang of drips, you can buy other stocks to grow your portfolio. Buying stocks through an online discount broker, such as Charles Schwab, Scott Trade, or ShareBuilder, means you pay lower fees than you would with a full-service broker, such as Merrill Lynch or Morgan Stanley. Although all the details involved with investing may seem overwhelming at first, you'll learn as you go. It doesn't matter how little you have, says Jeff Seeley, CEO of ShareBuilder. 
Just get started. Investing small amounts of money on a regular basis can have powerful results over time. Happy investing, everyone. I hope these tips will get your nest egg off to a good start. Be sure to download next week's podcast where I'll answer some reader questions. I know you'll want to hear the answer to a reader who asks whether she can have an open marriage and a baby. Talk to you then. Thank you.